Hello everyone, welcome to the Memorial Heights Baptist Church podcast. Here you'll find archived all of our previous messages dating back to late 2020. Our hope is that today's message would be encouraging to your walk with Christ. We also want to thank you for spending time listening today and encourage you to share these messages with a friend so they too might hear the Word of God. But for now, grab your Bible, open your ears, and let's get to it. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate that fine music. What a great day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Great to see you. Great to have you here. I'm amazed at this amazing VBS display up here. Somebody has done a super job, and I commend them in a special way. We always loved Vacation Bible School when I was a pastor. My wife did some of the greatest organizations. We pastored in New Jersey and West Virginia and Maryland. We had huge VBSs. And uh, Tony, you remember some of those? Kathy, how big we had? We had just kids coming out of the, of, the, of, the, of the walls. We had buses full, vans full. It's exciting. And up here in the front, the ABC, I guess this church doesn't have to have any problem about what it means to be saved, right? If you can read that, you can understand what it means to, to, to know the Lord. How exciting. Turn your Bibles, please, to 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6 in the New Testament. My wife, Judy, and I just got back last night. We've been gone for 12 days. Our kids have all left the nest, and we just, thank you, Lord. <laughs> they, they are flying all over the place. There's one in New Jersey, one in Southern Maryland, one in West Virginia, and one in Nashville. So we got kids all over the place, and uh, we finally went west to visit my uh, a brother, who is a retired colonel, U.S. Army in Colorado Springs that my wife's sister is in Wyoming. So uh, we've been having some great times out west. We visited six different states out west. But it's great to be home. Amen. Friends, I want to encourage you this morning uh, in the word of God. And I want to encourage you what it means to be a man of God. We live in an age today where we don't know what a man is or what a woman is. We live in a strange society where everything is upside down. And the church is wondering how are we going to impact and influence our culture, our city, our county, our state for Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you, friends, that we have got to fight to be men of God. We got to fight what it means to be a real Christian man today. This is not a day for, for, for wimps. Well, I'm going to hide behind my TV set and just eat my TV dinner and just play video games and stay inside. Man, get a life. Wake up, man. Be a man of God. Get outside, mow some grass, weed whack, grow a beard, do something. You know? Man. I remember, I remember telling my, my dear wife, I said, honey, Wait, will you love me when I'm gray and old? And she answered, sure I do. <laughs> She's sitting right over here. Raise your hand, sweetie. There's my sweetie over there. In fact, tomorrow, be married 41 years. Amen. Yeah, 41 years. She's amazing. 
she's a, a just an, a, an incredible woman and uh, one of the just a tremendous uh, pastor's wife. I just I just love her dearly. Uh, this next slide shows you some some of the of the past TV shows. Some of you re re recognize some of these because you watch these every every week. The one on the far left, that's from a that's for some of my gray hairs that that that, that are in here. You remember that show on the top far left called what? Father knows best. Yeah, that's an old one. And the one to the to the right is my dear friend Andy, good old Andy, uh, tremendous dad to really to, to his to his son Opie, amazing lesson. How many have been down to Mount Airy, North Carolina, and seen the place down there? Isn't, isn't that awesome? If you haven't been down there to see Andy's place, Mount Airy, get down there. Judy and I rode in Barney Fife's car, the famous police car. We got a picture of us outside, man. Spread them right there by by, by his car. You got to get down to, to Mount Airy and see that. Next show on the right, I think it's called Fresh Prince. Hilarious. The guy in the far right, he's a little bit of a mess. Archie Bunker never knew how to really treat his uh, dear wife. And then the one on the bottom left, I can't remember the name of the one on the, the bottom left. What, 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 what's that one called? What is it? Yes, yes. And, and then the one in the middle, Mr. Cunningham, it's called what? Happy Days. And then the one on the bottom right, that's Mr. Winslow, called what? Family Matters, yeah. Influenced by some of these amazing shows, but I thank God for the influence of my own dad, John McBride. My dad, John, was a, a, a deacon in our church, Calvary Baptist in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Dad taught school for 35 years. Dad raised us to love the Lord, be in church Sunday morning. We had we tried to grow our hair a little bit long. Dad says, we're going to go to the barbershop, boys. We're going to go get the right kind of haircut. Just the military. <laughs> shaved our heads. What happened, what happened, Dad? Boys, it's going to be hot this summer. You're having shaved heads. Do we have a choice? No choice. <laughs> shaved heads. Man, Dad raised us to love the Lord. Dad led me to Christ. It's difficult today in this society to learn what it means to be a man of God. And I want to tell you, in 1 Timothy 6 are six virtues in verse 11 that every man needs in their life. 1 Timothy 6, 11, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Every man needs to follow after these six things to be a man of God. We need men who know how to pray, men who know how to lead their families, men who know how to hold that little baby in their arms and love that little baby and pray over their little son or their little daughter. I got several text messages this morning from my, from my, my own four kids. All of them, all, all of them piped in. My daughter is married to a pastor, Southern Baptist Church in Nashville, and God's using her life, but she's got two kids, one age three, one age six months, and her hands are full. Mom's out there, been there, right? Sleepless nights, baby won't sleep, up at one, three, five, seven, whatever. Yeah, but men need to pursue these six things. And you do that by learning how to love your spouse, 
you love your wife, you, you, you love your kids, you pray for them, and you honor them, and you follow after these six things. I, I, I just read this this weekend about the poor coach from West Virginia basketball team, Coach Huggins. Guy has had a rough time, hasn't he, Tony? Man, he's had a hard time. Somebody needs to tell Coach Huggins about what it means to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ and give his life to the Lord and not worry about alcohol and language and just say, you know, I need to get my life straightened up, man. He, need, he, he needs prayer. Great coach, but he needs prayer. It's often been said that love is blind, but marriage is an eye-opener. Anybody here been married for 50 years or more? Hands raised. Look at it. Hey, awesome. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, isn't it great? 50 years, isn't it tremendous? 50 years or more, that is awesome. How about anybody married five years or less? Five years or less. Let me, let me see hands raised. Right here, five years, five years or less. How about seven years or less? Yeah, okay, a couple of you, yeah, good. And you're learning how to make that marriage work. Friends, we need men of God who are committed to the Lord, their family, and the church. Now, you're here in 1 Timothy 6. Turn one page to the right, and you have 2 Timothy 2. And in 2 Timothy 2, Paul tells Timothy, this young pastor, what it means to pass down the the baton of spirituality every church needs men who will pass the baton down to the next generation uh, I was so excited to come in and see some of these young men here some of these guys in their in their teens 20s 30s here in the church who say I want to be a man of God Paul tells Timothy and 2nd Timothy 2 he says you then my child be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And once you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men or commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Commit these, entrust these to faithful men. What is, what is Paul wanting Timothy to entrust? To pass down to the young men in this church what it means to pray what it means to, to serve. When's the last time some of you men have walked the aisle, knelt at the altar and said, Lord, help me to be a godly man. Help me, Lord, to get rid of some of the habits I have. Maybe it's language. Maybe it's a bad habit you're carrying. And maybe, it's, maybe your wife's been praying for you. Your spouse's been praying for you. Your, your grandkids been praying for you. And you know God's working in your life to change you. Paul says there in 2 Timothy 2, 2, we've got to entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Then Paul says there in verse 3, you therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Man, I love that. A good soldier of Jesus Christ. Every man of God needs three things. He needs, number one, a transparent life. And that's honesty. Man, if we're honest, we'll say some things in my life are not right right now. I know that Memorial Heights thanks God for your awesome pastor. He lives the life. He walks the walk. He loves his wife and, and, and his son. 
He walks the walk of the Lord. You're blessed to have a pastor who lives a transparent life. He's not a fake. He's just real. He's down to earth. He loves people. He loves souls. And men who are honest will say, my life is an open book. I can't hide in the closet. I can't hide in my room. I can't hide in the car. I can't hide in the shed, in the garage. God sees me. God knows me. God knows what I'm dealing with in my life. Transparency. That means that when you ask your wife, how am I doing as a godly husband, let her tell you. How am I doing as a godly man? Let her explain to you how you're doing. When you have Jesus Christ in your, in your life, he changes you. He's changed my life. I pastored for 32 years. And there are times in my life as a pastor, I was not so great to my wife. I'd have a difficult school board meeting, difficult deacons meeting, somebody's on my case, some family's mad at me, and I come home and took it out on my wife many times. And that was sin. That was wrong. I failed her. I've told her numerous times, honey, I really need to tell you that I want to be a better husband. And I've told her that numerous times. I want to be a, a better husband to you. And I hope that she sees that I'm different. Transparency comes from getting into God's word and letting God change us. Paul says there in that verse 2, commit these to faithful men. But first of all, he says, things you've heard from me among many witnesses. Sometimes men have a hard time hearing. Sometimes we, we need hearing aids. Sometimes that, sometimes that, that your wife going over to the, at the, as a channel changer during the you know, golf show and it's going click. Well, well, what's going on? Or to the NFL game or the, the, the baseball game and click. Wait a minute, the O's are on. I, I'm, a, I'm an Oriole fan. You're watching the Pirates now. I hate the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Transparent life, honesty. Be honest, men. What is God trying to change in your life? Number two, we need a testimony of love. Nothing wrong with it, the man saying to his son, son, I, I love you. Daughter, I love you. I care about you. When I work in, I, I work in the hospital every day just about, and people are always telling me, I want one last time to tell my mom or my dad how much I love them. And now I can't do it because they're on a ventilator or they're in a coma or they're in bad shape. But I want to tell them, but because I want to be able to share, share them with them how humble I am before them. Men need a testimony of love. John 3.16 says, what church? For God so loved the world that he what? That he gave. His only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not what? but have everlasting life. God loved, God gave, we believe, we receive. And I love that this church emphasizes the gospel. A, B, C, admit, believe, confess. I'm going to add a D down here. D, C, D, decide. Decide to follow Jesus. Many of you men have ad, you've admitted, you believed, you have, you have confessed, but have you de de decided to follow Jesus? Have you decided to have a testimony of love and that's humility? 
Because in reality, it's not about you. It's, it's about him. I want the Lord to be exalted in my life. I want my three sons and my one daughter to see Jesus in my life. Could I have done things better? Yes. Could I have been a better father? Sure. But I've told my wife, I'm committed to you for life. Amen? For life. I love what, what Paul says there in 2 Timothy 2. He gives an illustration of a soldier and an athlete and a farmer. And he hits these hard in 2 Timothy 2, verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good, a, a good soldier. Then verse 4. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. I, I like the way the NIV says to please the commanding officer. My commanding officer is Jesus Christ, my Savior and my Lord. I want to please him. And soldiers learn to love their country and love their flag. My brother, retired 06 Army colonel, lives in Colorado Springs. He put up a large flagpole on, a, on his property with a flag on it and a light and the, on, the, on the ground, on the, on the flag. A neighbor comes over and says, hey, Colonel, why don't you fly the, the pride flag on your flagpole? Now, he's an Army Colonel. He's a Ranger. He's a Special Ops Colonel. What do you think he said? <laughs> Get off of my, off my property before I have you arrested. <laughs> yeah. We live in a strange, a strange world, friends. Very, very strange. We're in a battle for our families. We're in a battle for our kids. We're in a battle for our own lives. And we need a transparent life, a testimony of love, and a trademark of light. And the trademark of light is you sharing your faith. Men, have you shared your faith recently? Well, I, I just can't say a lot about that. I, you know. Have you shared your faith recently? Or is there a trademark of light in your life that you are sharing what God's doing in your life? I don't mean you're preaching a sermon. We know that, 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 that every person in here needs three homes. You need a family home, you need a church home, and you need a heavenly home. Amen? You all, need three, you all need three homes. And when men share their faith and they explain to their family how they came to know the Lord, maybe this summer with your family reunion, you can tell your, your own family what it means to know the Lord, how you came to faith, so they can remember that grandpa or dad, mom, whoever, shared with us how they came to faith. They need to hear that. 2 Timothy 2, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. How do we entrust to faithful men? Next slide, please. And then the next one. How do we, how do we entrust to faithful men? Four ways. One, be strengthened by grace that's in Christ. 
You entrust a faithful man by being strengthened by grace. It's not about how great you are. It's about how great he is. Amen? Because people need to, to, to believe who he is to receive what he gives. And I can't receive what he gives till I believe who he is. Hear me, friends? He is the Savior. He is the Lord. And be strengthened by grace. Well, Pastor, I belong to, you know, you, I, a nice gym. You know, I go to, my, to the great place, my Planet Fitness. I'm working out. I got my biceps going with shoulders. I got the six-pack. A lot of it just, just have kegs. <laughs> Big old kegs. But be strengthened by grace. Then, number two, hear the message. Are we listeners? Paul says, I heard from me in, in my presence. Heard from me. Are you a good listener? Most men don't listen. They hear, but they don't listen. I'm one of them. I hear my wife, but I, I'm not listening. Now, I have a hearing aid in this ear. So when I'm, when I'm driving, I try to hear. <laughs> and I'll say to her, say again. Say again. Just say, is your hearing aid in? Uh, yes. <laughs> Most men hear, but they do not listen to their families. They don't listen to the Lord. And God's saying, be a man of God. Be strengthened by grace. Listen to your family. Listen to the Lord. Listen to your kids. Many of you, some of you have kids here that are really struggling with life. They're trying to find their niche. Maybe they're far away from God. Maybe they're, they are prodigal sons or daughters. We need to listen to them. I am learning that when people get tattoos all over their bodies, they're saying with the tattoos, somebody take notice of me, please. I'm learning about, about tattoos. When I ask people, and I'll say, to them, by the way, you mind tell me about the story, about, about, about this huge tattoo in your arm? Well, my mom or my dad, they give me a whole story about their life. And I shut up and listen about the tattoo on their arm, on their leg, on their shoulder. And I'm listening to why they got this tattoo of an eagle or an angel or whatever, or some child who died, that's, it's on, their name's on their, on their backs. Are we listeners? Men, turn the TV off. Turn off the mower. Sit down with a glass of tea and listen to your kids talk to you. Hear the message. Number three, entrust. The word there in 2 Timothy 2, 2 is to entrust or commit this to faithful men. Set before them, deposit, commit to them. I want my children to know more about the Lord than, than, than about changing a spare tire or about how, what it means to work on your lawnmower. I want my boys to know about engines, but I want them to know about what it means to know God more than about engines. Amen, church? Entrust to them. Commit to them. Paul says there, to set before, deposit, commit, or to, not, not number four, reproduce. He says there in 2 Timothy 2, 2, to teach others also. So it's one generation to the next generation to the next one. Now, this morning, my son Josiah, who's a baseball coach in New Jersey, sent me this. 
This is from my son, Josie. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love you, and I'll call you this afternoon on the way back from my game. I got to drive down to Trenton today, have a game from 1 to 3, but I'm going to the 9 a.m. church service right now. That's my 26-year-old. My what a joy to hear from my son. He's a, he's a baseball coach, mentor, baseball scout, instructor. And he's up in New Jersey living by himself, and he's going to church this morning at 9 a.m. I count that as a joy to a father. That made me just, just about weep that my son has learned to be in church on Sunday morning. Men, what are you instilling in your family? What are you passing down in your family? Now, the doctors at, at the hospital, they walk around like this. And often I'll come into a, a room and I'll have all my sport jacket, maybe a shirt and tie, and they, they, they don't know who I am and say, oh, the, the doctor's here. No, I'm not a doctor. I just, I just represent Dr. Jesus. Oh, do you? But I want to ask somebody this morning, how healthy is your spiritual life? How healthy are you? Well, I take vitamins, I exercise, and I'm, I'm watching my you know, sugar content, and watching all the, all the, the fat grams and the carbs, and watching all these. How healthy are you this morning as a man of God? Do people see Jesus in, in your life? Doctor comes in, he wants to, he wants to see how, you know, how, how very healthy you are. And come over and they'll say, now let me see, let me have you breathe, breathe for me. Let me see how, hey, take, take, now don't laugh now. Deep breath. There you go. Beautiful. You need some vitamin C's. <laughs> or somebody comes over and uh, here's a here's a young man here's a young man here's a young man twenty year old. I mean I mean I mean hear that heartbeat. Nice deep breath. Boy he he, he must be a runner. <laughs> He's got to be a runner. How healthy are you as a man of God? And the doctor wants to listen to the sound. He doesn't cut you. He just listens to the sound of the lungs and the heartbeat with the stethoscope. How healthy are you this morning as a man of God? In this next slide, Paul reminds us, but thou, O man of God, flee these things. A lot of things we need to be fleeing today, friends. We live in a world that is so saturated by filth, you can't watch anything without seeing trash. Even the commercials are trash. I was talking to my wife. I said, I can't even watch a, a sports show without seeing some kind of trash. Or even go, go to a, a, a game. Friends, we live in a world that, that, that needs Jesus now more than ever. And thank God you still have VBS. Thank God that the foyer is out there with all the decorations. You've got kids across the street, kids down the street. Kids behind the church, you had kids all over you here. And thank God you're voting on a new youth pastor on Wednesday. How exciting is that, friends? Very exciting for you. Flee these things, follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. John Maxwell said, leaders become great, not because of their power, 
but because of their ability to empower others. I love that. Deacons, elders, are you investing in young men? We need some young deacons, young elders, who will be raised up in a church like this and be trained what it means to be soul winners and deacons here at Memorial Heights. That was one of the hardest things for me to do, was get some of the young men to be trained and stick with it and follow after the Lord. Rise up, O men of God, and lead. We need men to be leaders. We need high school guys, middle school guys who will say, I want to be a leader. I want to be involved in my, in my school to be a spiritual impact in my school. Whether you're in Allegheny or Fort Hill, Washington Middle, Braddock Middle, wherever you are, to be a man of God in that school. I'm so thankful for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA. FCA is one of the greatest organizations in the public schools in our day. They do tremendous work. And I saw how large the one was at Mountain Ridge. I couldn't believe it. I walked in the library. It was packed with students at Mountain Ridge High School coming early to school for FCA praying, ministering, being a testimony, a witness, and it's growing at Allegheny and Fort Hill as well. God's using FCA to help men and women to know how to be Christians in the public forum. You probably heard about the abortion clinic down on 220 South. Have you heard, have you heard about that? It's on the left-hand side of the road. It was the old uh, Mountain View uh, Healthcare. And they're bragging about their um, uh, um, amazing uh, women's rights down there. They're going to have all kinds of uh, gender helps and gender transitioning. And we as a, as a church, Memorial Heights, needs to be praying for wisdom how to deal with this in Allegheny County, how to get involved, how to voice your opinion. We can't put our heads in the sands, friends. I know the state of Maryland approves of it. I know our state pays for it. I know that we can't change the laws immediately. But we have to be vocal in a way that you share your opinion in a kind, godly fashion. Amen, church? I don't mean being nasty. I don't mean being hateful. I don't mean being mean-spirited. But just saying, I want to go there and hold a sign and let these women know who come out of those, those cars that God loves them and we love them too. Friends, they don't need this. They need this. Amen? We've had enough of, of this and this. And we need more of this. Embracing people who are broken vessels who need the Savior. Rise up, O men of God, and lead. Here's a, a couple of verses I want to give you from Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. When a man loves his wife the way Christ loved the church, she will be different. It's my job to love my wife. It's her job to respect and honor me. And I'm so thankful for my amazing wife, Judy. And then 1 Corinthians 16. Be watchful, 
Stand firm in the faith and act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Act like men. We need men who will act like men, who will stand and be the spiritual leader of their family, who will not be a wimp. Say, well, I, I, I just, I never have been able to pray. My wife always prays. Learn how to pray. Be the man of God. Let your kids hear you pray. Be watchful. Because, friends, we know that Jesus Christ on the cross was the man's man. He was the greatest man of all time. I know he wasn't married. I know he didn't have any kids. But he taught men how to be a man of God. And he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So that even on the cross, a thief on the side saw him dying and said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus Christ is a man's man. He died on the cross for my sins. He rose from the grave. He's lived victoriously. He's in heaven awaiting all of us to, to come and see him and worship him and be with him. So men, the time right now is for you to say, I want to be a, a man of God. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better young man. I want to be a, a better high school young man. Maybe you're here and you say, I need to be saved. I need Christ in my life today. He can save you from your sins. Judy and I were visiting this past week a place called Sedona, Arizona. It's a beautiful place. Red rocks, desert, you know, cactus. Amazing place. In the middle of, of, a, of these rocks is the Holy Cross Chapel. And somebody built this massive chapel. And you go in, here's, here's, and there's a gigantic dark cross with a dark form of, a, of Jesus on the cross. And thousands come there from all over the world to see the Holy Cross Chapel in Sedona. But when you drive through Sedona, all these shops, magic shops, vortex shops, magic potions. They believe that when you stack up these rocks, which is called a, a cairn, and you stack rocks up and you have this vortex of power from the universe through the rocks and into your body, discover this special magic force of the vortex of the rocks and the clouds and the moon. Weird stuff. It's just out there. But it's, it's just really Arizona. I'm so thankful, friends, that I don't have to worry about rocks stacking up. i got to get them high enough and feeling some power from a vortex or some UFO, whatever, some do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You know, I know that I can trust the Savior who died for me. The greatest verse for every man in, in this church this morning to memorize is this verse. It's called, it, it's called Galatians 2.20. If if you as a man of God will learn this verse and you'll write it down, take a picture of it with your, with your phone. As the Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
If men will learn this verse, you'll realize it's not about you. It's about exalting Jesus Christ in your life. It's about you coming to terms with what a man of God really is. Christ lives in me, and I live by faith in the Son of God. Thank God that Memorial Heights Baptist Church still proclaims the gospel to admit, believe, and confess, and decide to follow Jesus because he loved me and gave himself for me. Can you be a better man of God? Will you? Will you be a better husband? Will you be a prayer warrior for your grandkids? How many grandparents do we have here this morning? Look at all of them. Wow, almost, all, almost a lot of you. How many have grandkids who still need to be saved, hands raised? See, a lot of you. We need to be men and women of God who pray for those grandkids. They'll come to know the Lord. They'll come to faith in Jesus. And they'll see in you as a grandma and a grandpa what it means to say, Lord, my life is yours. I am crucified with Christ. No longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live by the, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isn't that awesome? I'm so glad that this Father's Day we can proclaim what it means to be a man of God. Let's bow our heads. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Here this morning you say, Pastor Bruce, I need Christ in my life. I came this morning and I do not know the Lord, but I want to know him. I want to have him living in my life this morning. I want to know what it means to know Christ. Can I see your hands raised? Pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. Anybody at all? Pray for me. I, I, I need the Lord. Pray for me. You're here as a man. You're a high schooler. You're a middle school young man. You're a college student. You're a sophomore, junior, senior, freshman. You're a young married man. You're a middle-aged man. You're an older senior saint grandpa. And you say this morning, I want to come and kneel at these steps. I want to kneel and say, Lord, it's time for me to take a stand to be a man of God. It's time for me to learn how to pray for my kids, to pray for my wife, to pray for my granddaughter, my grandson. I want to come this morning and say, Lord, change me. Lord, make me the man of God you want me to be. Help me to be a man of God. Let's stand to our feet as the music plays softly. We want you to come and say, Lord, I want to pray here with Pastor Bruce. I want to pray to be a man of God. I want to be a better prayer warrior. I want to be a man that stands for righteousness and godliness and faith and love and steadfastness and gentleness. 
I want to be the man God wants me to be. You, you step out right now. Step out right now. Come here and kneel with these men. Many have come. Six or seven. You come and kneel here. Say, Lord, help me to see my grandkids saved. Help me to see, Lord, my granddaughter saved, my grandson saved. Help me to be the man of God you want me to be, Lord. I'm a college student. I want to stand for Jesus where I go to school. I'm, I'm a middle school student. I want to come and say, Lord, use my life. Because I know, Lord, you love me and you gave yourself for me. Now, ladies, this is your, this is your turn. Maybe you, you want to come and say, Lord, I want to pray for my, for my husband. I want to pray for my grandkids, my children. And I'm, I, and I'm a dear mother. And I don't want to miss out. I want to sit here on the front pew and pray for my family. Ladies, this is your turn to come. Sit on that front pew or kneel on that, on that front pew or kneel here at the steps and say, I'm praying for my kids, my grandkids, my husband, my father, my mother that needs Christ. You come right now. right now Lord we're praying for these men and women who've come Lord they are burdened for their families they're burdened Lord for, for their husbands their kids grandkids Lord they want to see that that prodigal grandson come back that prodigal granddaughter come back to the cross to know Christ Lord give the men in this church courage to stand for the truth of the Word of God. Lord, we need you in this upside-down world we live in, Lord. We're, our nation is so messed up. We're seeing Romans 1 come to fruition, Lord, and it scares us. We know that the judgment of God is on our country. But God, we want you to bless this great church on Old Town Road. They'll have the greatest VBS in history. And Lord, we pray for the workers, that more workers will volunteer, pick up flyers today, and say, I want to be involved in VBS. I can't miss this. God, I pray for the men in this church. 
that they'll be godly, that they'll change their language, change their behaviors. They'll change, Lord, their, 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 their practice. And their wife will see a different man who's reading his Bible and memorizing Galatians 2.20. God, give us a great Father's Day, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, hey, thanks for being here. Have a happy Father's Day. Have a great time. Thanks for being here today. God bless you. Amen. for today. I hope this has made a positive impact in your relationship with Jesus. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and you'd like to know how, give one of our pastors a call at 301-724-5876. We would love nothing more than to share the good news with you. If you've never joined us in person, we have services multiple times throughout the week that we would love to see you at. They are Sunday morning Bible study at 9.15 a.m., Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m., Sunday evening service at 6.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. We also have opportunities for our students to gather. The youth group for grades 6 through 12th meets at 6 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, and our WANA program for 6th grade and under meets at 6.15 p.m. on Wednesdays. Again, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope to see you soon. But until next time, stay faithful.